The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. Hey, yo, it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. We're back, man. It feels like 2019. Like I'm, I wake up happy every day. Every day they're on. I think we can win. It's so much. No, I think the 2019 team always still kind of felt like bullshit. Really? Yeah, it kind of. You know, a lot of those guys stunk. Gary Sanchez, we knew was fucking fake. They won 103 games, though, so it still felt like every day you woke up and it was like, oh, they're going to win today. At least that's how I felt that I, year. In my, like, Yankees career, there have been a few times where I've been like, yo, holy shit, like, I'm blocking a World Series. Like, um, like when I was at Barstool, I, like, 17 was my last year, and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to – and I knew it was my last year. So I was like, holy shit, I'm going to block a World Series and, like, go out on top. There were times when we got, you know, deep, you know, we got into the postseason or, you know, and it's like, ah, there's still Jeter magic out there. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe because, like, blogging a World Series early in Barstool would have been something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it does. I mean, it's just the world's so much better when they play like this because I'm not as, like – Fuck, I got to be there. I got to watch. I got to, you know, like, I, I don't have to watch every pitch so that I can see the thing that is just going to fucking trigger me. Like, yeah, it's no, really exactly. what it is. It's like, I want to know exactly why I'm going to be mad. Whereas now it's like, oh, if I'm putting, you know, just because like, oh, I'm putting my kids to bed. I'm not like want my head out the door watching what's going on. Right, right. No, it, it makes it a lot better. And there were two things that, that really stood out to me this week that I thought never would have happened last year. So first, Tuesday night is the crazy game. They come back. They're throwing at each other. Judge hits a crazy walk-off bomb. I mean, as Michael Kay says, stadium's up for grabs. They come back the next morning. It was a 12-30 game for a Wednesday game, a matinee, and they win that game. And and two years ago would have been the fog machine, the smoke machine, and they would have packed it in the next day. The fact that they won and didn't have a hangover game on, on that day game, like that really stood out to me. I thought that was big because well, it was like three games in like 27 hours. Yeah, because they had day game, night game, day game. Yeah. So it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they come back, they win that, and – or yeah, no, so it was more than 27 hours. Sorry. But – yeah, normally one that's a punt lineup. That's yes. as punt lineup as it gets. Ryan Lemaire is in starting in center field. That's as punt as it gets. Um, I think as we look at like the team, it's older kind of like we had. Yeah. We had the oldest team for a while. Then we had like kind of the youngest team for a while, and the young guys have matured. I think you know. If we were to have to go into Fenway for a playoff series this year, which it looks like through the standings, we won't. Aaron Judge isn't bringing a boombox because he knows better than to bring the boombox. It just does it. It's not. What's it going to do for you? It's going to do nothing. 
There's no like you don't win that series and then like also like fuck yeah we had a boombox like it adds nothing. So I think they know that. I think when you look at losing most of the season in 20 having a disappointing 21 coming into 22 where you've got kind of this perfect mix of judge has something to prove Stanton is healthy and they're letting him play the field at times so he's got something to prove Rizzo's trying to outperform his contract so he can opt out Glaber who's been playing great since we trashed him you know two weeks ago um, but like he's on that precipice of like, am I a good player or am I a bad player? Because for the two good weeks he had, he could have two shitty weeks and we're still back at more bad time than good time. And like maybe he's maturing and realizing that. Um, Donaldson's a veteran. Cole has like a grasp of the team and he's performing in a way that, that should. I think, you know, Sevy is not like a hot shot young stud anymore. So, you know, and I could go on and on, but like a lot of these guys I think have personally matured, which prevents the the Tuesday night, hey, we're going to have, you know, a fucking fog machine. We've got the whole week ahead of us. Yeah, it's a nice combination of guys coming up to their walk years and then just other guys, like you mentioned, that are just at a career crossroads, like Glaber. Like, what am I going to be? And I remember 2019, it got to a point where every time they had a walk-off win and they did the smoke machine, it was like, they're going to lose tomorrow. Yeah, it was like, not only are they going to lose tomorrow, it felt like, based on the, the lineups that were coming out and the things that we were seeing and hearing, it felt almost as if some people asked, like, hey, Booney, am I off tomorrow? Like they were maybe like asking out of the lineup tomorrow <laughs> so that I could enjoy tonight. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and they finally have something to prove. And I think last year they all had the excuse because 2020 sucked. But all last year they kept saying, oh, last year was a Fugazi year. You know, we're going to get back on track. And then they kind of sucked again. And this year there really is no excuse. And it's like they just they finally have a fire under their asses. This is what we've been waiting for for, for three years. And they're, they're finally playing with some balls. It's, it's been phenomenal. And I think, you know, there were – when we made some of the deals we made, there were people who were reporting like when you look at the war, the expected war of every player on every team and you total up for the teams, Yankees are the best team in baseball. Like this is what they were supposed to do. Like Joey Gallo's playing like shit. If you put a guy on base, Hicks doesn't know what to do except maybe <sighs> maybe walk. But then even like, well, those are the easiest guys to trash. They kind of won us a game on Sunday. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Hicks with the bases loaded walk and then Gallo. I mean that even though they were already winning and it didn't end up meeting anything, it was huge insurance at the time for Gallo to make it go from 3-1 to 5-1. Just eases the tension. It eases the tension. You feel better knowing that like you got to get on a plane. Nothing's going to sneak up on you in the ninth inning. Um, and, and it just builds that comfort level. And here's the thing. Would I rather Gallo had hit a home run in – you know, on on Saturday and we ended up winning that game, you know, that two run home run. Yeah, I would. But I'd also rather it's a home run while we're up by two runs than strikes out. You know, like he's going to the home run can only lead to more home runs like good can come from that. So I'll take it. Yeah, take what you can get. And they're winning in so many different ways. They won one nothing against the Rangers. Then they won 14 to seven against the White Sox. And they won yesterday despite what they 20 guys in a row got out. I mean, they're winning in all these bizarre ways. And that's what you have to do. If you want to win 100, 105 games, you got to do it in different ways. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, to, to beat the Rangers on Monday, one nothing. And then Thursday and Friday score 15 and 10 runs is like, is absurd. Um, but like they're scoring a lot of runs in bunches at times. Pitchers are now getting like deeper into the games. The, the pitches that the bullpen, and I've been harping on this as being the pitches that the bullpen is throwing are meaning less, which is yep. good for just the longevity of the season. Uh, but you know, we found there were so many times, you know, if you go back through my tweets, I'm sure your tweets, most Yankee fan tweets. For years, it's been like these guys are finding new ways to lose games. Yes, especially last year. Yeah, especially last year. And now they're finding like I I don't miss at all watching Gary Sanchez get thrown out at third base with two outs on a ground ball in front of him from second. And, you know, 
<laughs> but yeah, no, him him and Clint are the two guys that I think it's been really refreshing not having them. And Voight to an extent. Those three. Yeah. For sure. And I'm tired of every time like Voight Voight gets a hit or a home run, it's like talking Yanks tweets it or like other fuck who fuck Luke Voigt. Fuck Luke Voigt in his face. Like who gives a shit about Luke Voigt? The guy was here for a cup of coffee, Cracker Jack home run title. He's fucking gone. He's never going to get good enough to come back to this team. Oh, no, it's gone. But people are people are just obsessed. They do the same thing with Didi, David Robertson. It's like guys leave and people are David Robertson obsessed. won a World Series at least. Yeah, no, he did. He did. The other thing I noticed this week that never would have happened last year is the Thursday game. They're up seven to four on the road. Loisaga lets up a back-breaking three-run home run to tie it in the seventh inning. The White Sox are doing the fireworks. They're doing the, the blackout lights. Crowd's going crazy. The 21, 2021 team is immediately folding and, and losing that game. And this team roped off seven straight runs to win 14-7. Like, I couldn't believe that after watching all of the ways they lost last year. The way they responded to that game-tying homer to put up a seven spot, put up a touchdown, it was unbelievable. And I was like, man, this, this is just so different than last year. So this is perfect. Full transparency for everyone. Nick goes to me earlier today. I want to kick off the show by throwing two things at you and just have you respond. We feel like that works well because, like, I just – I'll fucking talk all day. The timing is perfect that you would mention that. So when we played the Field of Dreams game, I had a buddy here. And when we went ahead and I was just like, we're going to fucking lose this game. Like – that game had that ending written all over it, if you know the team. Similar to how I talked about leaving the Phillies game early. You've yep. seen one game. I've seen all the games. Mm -hmm. Same guy was here this weekend. He got here on Thursday. Um, we're watching the game. And he's like, oh, man, the Yankees going to blow it. And I actually said, it's different than last year. They're going to fucking win this game. And I'm not worried about it. Not even in like competitive, like, oh, they're going to just they're going to win this game. No problem. And then boom, boom, boom. So it's funny that you bring it up like that because I literally – I had the same friend here visiting. It, it, it does feel so different. And aren't you fucking sick and tired of them showing that same Tim – how many times did they show the Tim Anderson walk-off? A fucking lot. And 500 like, times. It was a juice ball. It was one game. And we we took two out of three in that series. The reason it stings is I was in Chicago that weekend, and I had w went to one of the games in Chicago. I didn't go to I Iowa, obviously, but I just every time I see that clip, I just remember sitting in my Chicago Airbnb with Frank Marco watching that <laughs> ball go over the fence, and it's now it's painful. But no, it, it does feel it feels so much different. It, to me, it's really you can really kind of dumb it down to Eric Cressy and Matt Blake. Matt Blake completely transform the pitching and Cressy's keeping them all healthy. Those were our two biggest issues for basically the past decade, health and pitching. And they kind of fixed them both. I think to, I mean, so yeah, so those are two huge ones. I think also I was on ESPN Syracuse earlier today, uh, talking to, to those guys on the midday show. And the other thing is like, we're swinging and missing less. We're taking more. And so like, sometimes it's, a, it's annoying. Cause like, we just want to fucking hit a three run home run, but you know, we want the grand slam, but like Hicks doing what Hicks did yesterday, taking pitches, drawing the walk, showing patience. We're doing more of that as a team. We're swinging and we're, there's more whiffs. There's less whiffs while we're at the plate. So we're at least putting the ball in play and letting other people make errors. Similar, like, you know, I was talking about on Mother's Day, how my brother-in-law was just like, what is up with the Rangers? It's like, oh, they just suck. And if you just hit the ball at them, it's a 50-50 if they'll catch it. Right, right. And so, you know, that it just creates opportunities. And I mean, in Little League, they tell you that. Put oh, the yeah. ball in play, make the other team make a play. Yeah, and that's all we're doing. Obvious. Besides Gallo. They were very stubborn. Last year, they just kept swinging for the fences. They weren't hitting and running. They weren't stealing. And they were basically like, oh, well, we're going to hit bombs. And it seems like some of that stubbornness has gone away in there. Dude, how many I've seen more hit and runs this year than I have my entire life, I think. And steel, steel attempts. Like they've they've dropped that stubbornness and they're trying new things and it's just it's just so refreshing. Well, I mean, it's a credit to you for pointing it out last year about just like how unathletic of a team we were. And we've gotten more athletic. I know uh Tim Lacastro's on the IL right now with with the back, but you know, a couple weeks ago, Donaldson walks, he comes in, he steals second, your manufacturing runs. Uh, I, IKF, I, I, yeah, IKF. I always mix up the order of the initials. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
He provides more athleticism. Uh, Hicks is chasing his 30-30 season, really closing in on it. <laughs> so, you know, when you look at, you know, just the, the way the guys are moving about the bases, and it's even, we talked about it last week with, um, the play off the bag for that Rizzo got and flipped. That's just it. Oh, yeah. They're playing baseball athletically. They're not tripping over their feet. They're, whether it's, they're more limber, they're doing more fucking God knows yoga. I have no idea, but like they are being, more athletic. Um, and I think it just carries over to every part of the game instead of just like, well, I'm just out here. I'm going to hit my home runs. People are going to fucking love it. And that's it. I mean, Hicks leads, Hicks has five stolen bases. Kiner Falafa has four. LeCastro's got four. LeCastro has four stolen bases. He, I think he's been in, he, it says he's been in 15 games. He's got to have, they don't show like innings played, but defensive innings. It's four it's, for four. It's I, be like I would 12. guess he's four for four. No, he got he got caught once. Oh, he did. Okay. Anthony Rizzo has three stolen bases, and he hit a triple on on Friday. That yeah, was cool. Judge has two. Um, you know, Florial's been up. You know, for one game, stole a base. DJ has a stolen base. Trevino has a stolen base. Now we're not going to see. You know, Stanton's not going to steal a base. You, you wish like Glaber could do something to steal base, but just the, the fact that we're stealing that many bases compared to compare, compared to ourselves, you know, our past selves, we're easily going to beat the 17 that Tyler Wade stole last year. Yeah. And at least the opposition's thinking about it now. Like last year, they weren't even thinking about it. It wasn't even a thought if you were playing the Yankees. And now, now they're all thinking about it. You mentioned Donaldson walking and getting on base and stuff. His defense, I mean, it's incredible. I, I don't miss Gio at third at all. Don, the play Donaldson made yesterday where he dove to the line and he made a literally pinpoint perfect throw to Rizzo. He, his defense has been phenomenal. I don't remember him being that great of a defender when we were playing the Blue Jays, but yeah, he, he's phenomenal in the field. Have you – so they only showed it – like only when you were actually watching the play happen. It wasn't in any of the replays, but the umpire – had like longer hair, not like long hair, but longer. He had a little lettuce out of the back of the hat. Okay, yeah. And he was wearing big, almost like hit Brett the Hitman Hart sunglasses. <laughs> and if you go back and you watch, like, watch the actual play, he throw comes over and the umpire like punches him out with like a big smile on his face, like, "Wow, that was like that was cool." He was even impressed. Yeah, and you know, listen, Geo made some great plays, right? I'm, no one tried to like. If we could have done the rest of the trade and not taken Donaldson and still had Geo, I don't think anyone at that time would have complained at no, all. Nobody, nobody, nobody. But it's worked out. There's a veteran leadership. If it's the ninth inning and you could have Geo up or Donaldson up, you'd want Donaldson up. Yeah, and he's been a better fielder. Yeah, if there's a ball hit to either one of them, like. Statistically, I think he's like barely a, a better fielder last year, Donaldson. But like, it's a toss up. Like, yeah, whatever. Either one of them, I feel good with. So that that has been like a a nice wrinkle in this, and it all goes back to staying healthy. Hundred percent. They're all healthy. Cressy, whatever he's doing, I mean, it's working. I remember in twenty twenty, we were all kind of poo pooing it, and Cashman was like, "Oh, he needs a year to get in here and get his things in here," and we all kind of laughed, but. I guess he did. LeCastro is the only one that's been on the IL. Uh, you know, they're com they're completely healthy. Whatever he's doing, it's working. Donaldson was a the guy they were worried about because he's missed a lot of time with a calf. Recent years, Judge and Stanton completely healthy. All of the pitchers, I think, except Herman. It's just been unbelievable. Whatever they're doing in the training room. So just to compare, the Yankees right now rank fifth in the American League in stolen bases. They finished tenth last year. They had sixty three stolen bases the entire year last year. And right now, a quarter of the way into the year, they've got 21. So they're, you know, they'll steal 80 something bases. Maybe as this, as it gets warmer, they'll probably, you know, get a little more limber. Those cold months, it's tough. But like, yeah, they were 12th in 2019. They only stole 55 bases. It's just such, and I know like stolen bases don't make or break the season, but I, I just use that as like an indicator of like athleticism because it leads to the hits, hit and runs. 
Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. They're 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 way more athletic, and it's guys. It's just guys that we had last year that were talented, but they didn't really fit. Like Clint Frazier, talented ball player, didn't really fit. Luke Voigt, talented ball player, didn't really fit. Now the pieces, it just feels like the puzzle just fits so much better, and it manifests itself in more athleticism, more steals, like you're talking about. They're just such a better watch. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, like Clint, we've mentioned Clint a few times. Like, I think Clint, I don't even know what he's going, what's going on with his. He's season. actually going to start a rehab assignment. I saw in Iowa because uh, he had his appendix, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's coming back to rehab. He, he's had like he's just had a tough career. I mean, came to New York like he wanted to be Derek Jeter, and then he got caught out one night with TMZ, out with me the next night. Cashman's calling his agent, like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" You know, there was some pushback. Then it was like a billion questions about the hair. And then he has injuries and he's, 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 he's injury prone. Like that's just what it is. Same way I call judge injury prone. You got to say the same thing about him. And then, you know, he lied about some injuries because he wanted to be on the field and it didn't work out. Um, but like I'd rather have the team that we have now than the team that we had with him on it. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's been obvious. Nestor. I, I think I'm done waiting for the other shoe to drop. I, I think I'm if somebody puts a gun to my head and said, where do you I, I think he's a great number two at this point. Like, I, I don't think the other shoe's going to drop. I think he's just pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's May 16th. It is. But he's been doing it for close to a calendar year. Close to a count. calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Garrett Cole's been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> you know? say he's our number. That's why I didn't say. Yeah. One. <laughs> so listen, I love I, I, Nestor is so big because not only is he pitching well, he gave us eight innings, second lowest ERA, da da da, all those things. He did it in 99 pitches. If we really needed, he could have gone out there for another inning and he could have, you know, thrown a complete game. If he hadn't given up that home run, he, they probably would have let him. He's got a rubber arm, so he'll be ready to go in five days when his start comes around. And when you're playing 23 games in 22 days, you need to get those good starts. You need to get that length, rest the bullpen. You have games where, as I've harped on, the bullpen pitches don't matter as much. Um, and so that is, that's great in terms of just like kind of resetting things and just like the bullpen's fresh. We're going to Baltimore for four games with a fresh as fuck bullpen. Thanks to him. Yeah, it's been, and speaking of this 23 and 22, how beautifully are they handling this stretch? They've lost, what, only twice? One yeah. of them was a doubleheader game, and one of them, you know, they got walked off on Saturday night. But they're handling this this gauntlet or whatever you want to call it literally perfectly. I mean, the gauntlet is against shit teams. That's true. I, saw, That's I mean, true. Toronto. Toronto's uh, – well, it's supposed to be a good team. We only had two against them. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. The key is – but, like, that doesn't take away from you just – you play the schedule that's in front of you. So now – Let's go to Baltimore. And they asked me, uh, the Syracuse guys asked me, you know, so what do you look for out of this Orioles series? Four. I want well, okay, four. Okay, I was going to say three. Yeah, I'll accept three. At two, you know, we, we all turn a little bit into Neil Keefe and they're just like, what the fuck? But at, at three, I'm happy. We've won a series. Keep it going. Won seven in a row. That would make it eight in a row. Let's get back to the Bronx. Let's get another one against... The the White Sox, let's get another series against the Orioles. But we did lose some of the games down there earlier in the season. We lost the series. And, like, momentum's on our side. The Orioles fucking suck. Let's go get four. Definitely. It's very difficult to sweep a four-game series on the road. But, you know, they can definitely do it because Cole's pitching one of the games. If he wasn't, I'd say it'd be a little bit harder. But he's going to go. He's going to go Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely take – Three out of four there, even though they move that that wall back. Judge Judge is sitting tonight, which I actually agree with. Usually I'm anti-load management, but with this stretch and you want to sit him for an Orioles game, that's fine with me. Yeah, you got to do – in this stretch of games, he was going to have to sit at some point, right? You don't want it – coming off of the rain delays, three days off, it can't be against Toronto. It can't be against the Blue Jays because it's divisional where it will like really matter. And then you're trying to keep some momentum going into, you know, a long series against the White Sox. You sit them after a long, you know, it's not a terribly long flight. It's probably like a two hour, two and a half hour flight. And I know they're not going through TSA and taking off their shoes and shit like regular people, but still you give him that day. He's probably available to pinch hit if needed. Yeah. Hopefully not needed. Yeah. But like 
he's probably available. He's not injured, so that's a good thing. And you get him, you know, now you've probably got him for the rest of this stretch of games until the off day on the 30th. You would hope so. And I one thing I've noticed, I don't know what the numbers are on this, but it seems like with uh, Stanton, Rizzo, and Judge, I think Boone prefers to give them their off days on the road. I they, you know, think those three love playing at Yankee Stadium. Rizzo because of the short porch and right, and then you know, even Judge and Stanton going the other way to the short porch. So I think when, when he does try to give them load management days, he tries to do it on the road. And that's you – know, it also helps for people that are going to games. It, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. It's a, there's probably a little bit of business decision. People are paying uh, to see him, and I don't give a fuck if some dad in Baltimore saved up to bring his kids to go see, you know, I don't know, live in, live in New York. What do you want me to tell you? Come back tomorrow. Tickets are free. Um, and But, like, their swings play to there. Like you said, Rizzo, Judge hits a lot of opposite field home runs. Stanton, like, when Stanton is on, he's driving the ball to the opposite field gap a lot with power. It's not always a home run, but it's, like, that's when he's really locked in when he's going with the pitch. So the power alleys play there nicely. And I think players, your star players, they just prefer to play at home anyway, right? Like, if you're, if you're going to put a gun to Judge or Stan's head and they say, oh, do you want to, you know, do you want your off day in Cleveland or do you want it to be in the Bronx? They'd rather have their off day in Cleveland. So he's going to cater to his top guys. Now, I'm sure somebody like Glaber probably doesn't get the option, but I, I think like Judge, Stan, Rizzo, maybe DJ, those top four guys pr- probably get a choice. Yeah, even if it's, you know, if it's Boone just saying like, hey, Judgey, you know, in this stretch, I'm going to have to give you an off day or two. Like, where do you want it? I'll take Baltimore on a Monday in the middle of it. You're already thrown off. Like, you have no, like, rhythm because, like, you're waking up in a hotel. It's in Baltimore. There's bodies in the harbor. It's fucking terrible. Um, it's a real piece of shit place. I can't wait to go in July. A ho- <laughs> hotel is booked. Um, but, you know, if you're playing at home, you're waking up in your own bed. You've got your same Uber driver. You know, like, you've got a whole thing. You're eating your regular breakfast, lunch. So if you're going to be thrown off anyway, take the day then. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're coming home Friday. I'm going to that game actually Friday night against the White Sox, dude. I'm, I'm so excited. It's First Andy, game post-wedding. Andy Pettit. Oh, yeah. I wonder how you'll hold up. What? You say that like, yeah, I don't know. He's coming back from an injury. It's it's more just the fact like mentally knowing I couldn't – other than opening day, I knew I wouldn't be able to go to any games before. So now that it's over, I'm just like let's – now I just want to go to every game. Yeah. I mean don't get caught in the bleachers making out with someone. You're married now. Like I don't <laughs> – is your wife going with you? Uh, she is not. Friday games are tough for her because she's coming back obviously because she works in Philly. But the nice thing, she kind of likes it because like if I go to a Saturday game, I'm I, that pretty much wipes out my entire weekend. Yeah. If I, if I go to a Friday night game, I can go to whatever obligation she she wants me to go to on Saturday and Sunday. It just it just kind of makes more sense, I think. So who are you going with? I'm going with a former former coworker that lives in uh, lives in Hoboken. Nice, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, dude. I got the uh, dude Amtrak from Trenton 428. Le- leaves trend at 428 gets independent 520 what that cost like 40 bucks dude, $18 I, I knew it was gonna be something obscene I didn't think it would be I don't that know, low. dude it's like the same price as NJ Transit now it, it's crazy there it's been I've seen it as less, low as 15. less people are taking the train there's less like in-person meetings COVID numbers are up 2019 that would have been $60 oh yeah probably. yeah no easily yeah it's just like a supply and demand thing yeah, I'm so excited for that. And you mentioned the bobblehead. I don't usually don't give a shit about collectibles or action figures, but I definitely I think I want this one. My cousin was trying to get me to go. She was like, "I think we're gonna go." Andy had bobble Andy Pettit bobblehead night. I was just like, "I don't give a fuck about that." I mean, I can't I, imagine basing a game that I'm gonna go to on what the giveaway is. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I can't say I can't sit here and be like, "I'm a grown man. I don't give a fuck about that." I've got a you know, not everyone can see the video, but I got a fucking wrestling belt sitting over my shoulder. So it's like, it's not that. It's also the so you're. You go Friday. You're going to get on the train, go to Penn Station, get on the train, get up, go have a a, a a beer, a shot, whatever, and you'll be in your seat for first pitch. Yeah. I don't really care if I'm there first. Like, if I'm in a conversation, I'm still I'm still in the bar. Like, I'll get there. So, also, the idea of, like, I'm going to go in. I'm going to be in the first 18,000 people in. That's That's probably not going to happen. That's your issue. I have a second issue. Okay. My issue is I, I walk in. Usually when I get there, I'm, I'm grabbing a tall boy and a sausage right off the bat. 
what, like oh, carrying around this bobblehead for three hours. There's nowhere to put it. Then, like you mentioned, getting on the subway, getting on the train. The, like the, from the point of 6.50 and they're handing me the bobblehead to one in the morning getting home, the, the chances of me keeping that and not losing it is very low. Yeah, I mean, uh, or you're like a married man who's like 30-ish, like with a drawstring backpack. Right, right, which, no, no, that's a pride issue. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, no, that's not me. I'm Can not you bring carry. those in? I don't know. I have a wife. I just have her carry things. I just, like, people are like, oh, you can bring food in. You can bring plastic water. But I just assume you're not allowed to bring anything in. Like, I, a chapstick. Is- no, I think you're allowed to bring in, like, you can bring in clothes, like a closed water bottle. Which I get. Like, if you're walking across from the bar and they're like, dollar waters, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to slam, especially it's the summer. Like, I'm going to slam one now and I'm just going to, I'm going to bring one in. You know? Mm. I had no issue with that. But when the people are like, yeah, you could bring food in because you can. I was like, what do you do? You're going to a deli? Like, I'm going to bring in a fucking turkey club. I'm going to bring, I got brought a Big Mac from across the street. I got some street meat. I'm going to bring that into the game. I get that it's pricey. I understand the food's pricey. The food is good inside Yankee Stadium. Like, have a whole experience. Yeah, no, I enjoy the food. I don't. Th- it doesn't work for people like us that are traveling more more than an hour. Maybe if you live locally and you and you're just going from your apartment and there's a deli you really like, and then you hop in an Uber and bring it in. I, I mean, I guess. But like, I'm not. I'm not thinking enough pregame. To, like, I'm gonna go out of my way and get food and, and bring it in. Like, no, I'm, I'm just. You paying gotta fucking love baseball in a way that I do not. To be like, I'm just here to watch this game and enjoy this food that I brought from outside. Like, no, dude, I'm going there. I'm getting drunk. Like, yeah, if I live right. that, there was never a time when I lived on the Upper East Side. I went for three years in a row. I'd go to 40 games a year. I was fucking hammered at all those games. There was no like, oh, well, you know what? I want to go to Milano Deli and get a C7 and bring it with me. Because, like... Like what? What are we doing here? Now I'm carrying food on the subway. Oh, oh! You get some disease if, if you eat it for for sure, dude. I see people bring in the nips too, like the little plastic, like shots of fire. Not mad at it. Not mad at it. Yeah, not mad. And at that's it. how do they not catch that? It's just it's just because it's not metal. You could just put it in your pocket. Yeah, it's because the people who work security at Yankee Stadium are not well trained, <laughs> not good at their job. Like, yeah, if it's not metal. So, like, think about it. If you were, if you've got any girls with you, I don't know, they just, like, put it in their shirt, you know? Especially now, like, girls in their 30s, like, put it under a boob. I don't know, gravity's hit. But, like, (laughs) you know, you could tuck it in your, like, they're not patting you down. Right, right. You're wearing cargo shorts. Like, you just walk in with, like, them in your pocket at this point. It used to be more of, like, a game of sneaking them in or, like, you know, I'd put stuff in my wife's purse. We didn't sneak in alcohol. We snuck in video equipment to, like, film stadium eats Right, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. So I would just be like, hey, I need you to put this in your bag. And she'd be like, all right, I'll grab a pad. Like, you just throw – because then uh, most – it's mostly guys. So once they open, they have their little stick and they're just like, oh, it's period over here. I'm done, yeah. you know? Oh. stick. Yeah. Because they just have a wooden stick to, like, poke around in your purse. Yeah, I'm not mad at, like, I am – I had some sake bombs on Friday. And okay. I was feeling it a little bit on uh, Saturday. I was just tired. Um, but I was telling my buddy, like, I did a shot at opening day. And I've last done a shot of, like, August of last year. August of last year. Did we go to a game August of last year? No, I was just at like I had a thing here at my house and I did a shot. But like I don't – I used to do a fuck ton of shots. Yeah, I don't really do shots anymore. So like I'm not sneaking anything in. But I've been with people who have and I'm just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll do some fucking fireball. Let's let it rip. Go nuts. Uh, yeah, I, the other thing I see is people have like the uh, the e cigs and the weed pens everywhere. They, I mean, they must let you in. I've seen at opening day there were three people in our section that, that had them. Yeah, well, they can't like take your vape. They tell you like you can't vape, and if security sees you vaping, they can ask you to leave or like turn it over. But again, like they're not making a lot of money, so like they don't give a fuck. So right, it really right. takes like some Karen or Kevin to be like, someone's vaping next to my kid. Which also like, hey, if you're vaping next to a kid, like don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember no, the, the old school days of just finding a back staircase and smoking cigarettes. But, you know, I'm an old man. 
You did that at, at the old Yankee Stadium? I did it at the new Yankee Stadium. Wow, okay. Yeah, I've been my dad got thrown out of the same Yankee game twice for smoking <laughs> weed. Twice. He got thrown out the spiral in left field at the old stadium. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So he got so he had um he had one of those passes, like two free tickets, like to present this if it's not sold out. Okay, a family yeah, yeah. friend who was like very high up. Mm-hmm. Um so like he had when he was like in his twenties, he had that. And so it is uh his buddy. So went, you know, walked up, got two tickets, went in, and then like, oh let's go back there to smoke a joint. No one cares. Someone cared. Fucking threw him out. But, Someone cared that day. But there's no cell phones. So like if you're there with a group, now you're just gone. No one knows where you went. So he went and he bought another ticket, just walked up and was like, yeah, he bought the cheapest ticket because he physically had his first ticket that like he couldn't get back into the game with. But it yeah, got it yeah. back to his seats, went hanging out. It was early in the game. And now, you know, a little later in the game, you want to go smoke a joint? <laughs> Fucking eighth inning. Looks like we're headed to the Yankee Tavern because security is asking us to leave again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a great lead-in. So sophomore year of college, I was at Delaware. I was 20. University of Delaware and there the we were playing the Orioles in the DS it was 2012 fall so we were playing we had two games in Camden Yards games one and two so a bunch of guys from my frat from like the New Jersey New York area all decided you know we're gonna make a trip so I go I'm really excited you know 20 years old not legally drinking age yet we get in we're in that what do they call Boogs Alley whatever in center field yeah. of Camden Yards before the game and like you know one of the older guys uh you know buys me a couple of tall boys and I'm sitting there I think it was two Bud Light tall boys I'm obviously decked out in Yankees gear and I mean I look kind of young now at that point I was 20 and probably looked like 16 or 17 at the, at the time and the security cop comes right up to me and he goes hey Yankee boy you got ID and I'm like no nah. And then they escort me out. It's two huge dudes. They they each grab one of my arms. They're they're leading me out like right away. And now I'm I'm sitting outside Camden Yards. All my friends are inside. <laughs> I, I have no other way back. I'm like, I do not know what to do except buy another ticket and go back in. So I went into some like I think it was a strip club that had an ATM. Okay. And I go to the ATM and I took out I think I had like, you know, a hundred dollars left in my account for the month for grocery money or something that yeah. my, my parents were following me and i went and i had to scalp another ticket and and went back in but yeah i had to buy two tickets to that game so that's my that's my getting thrown out story there you go i don't think i've been thrown out of a major league baseball uh i yep i was asked to leave a game in tampa a a raise game drop yeah were you just bored and fucking around because it was it was like i think it was like raise red Sox. like i just i did a year in like the tampa area and I went to a game. I was like 19. I was fucking hammered. And I was just yelling at someone. And they were like, you got to go. And I was like, whatever. This place sucks anyway. 
<laughs> is that your worst stadium or Oakland? Uh, so I've never been to Oakland, but I okay. mean, o- Oakland smells like shit, apparently. Yeah. I've yeah. heard that because it sounds like those those two are like one one A and one B for the two. Yeah, worst. Tampa's not great, but like they know they're not great, so they're mm-hmm. like they try. I mean, they have like they have barbecue that you can get in there where they have like smokers outside the stadium. So like when everyone's leaving, they have a crew that's coming in to start like making the meat for the next day. So like they they do some stuff there to like really go above and beyond. They were the first stadium I knew of that had like dollar hot dogs for kids. Like they were a little smaller. Um, when they opened up, they were big on Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future. Ah, uh, the future. <laughs> um, yeah. And then last year when we were in Baltimore, I was outside because we were in the Larry Hogan suite. I yeah. went outside to smoke a joint and they didn't throw me out when they caught me because I'd come out of the governor's suite. So I guess like, but they were like, you, you can't do that here. I was like, all right, I'll go. I'll let Mr. Hogan know. That's going to be a great trip, man. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. July, July 22nd. 23rd. 23rd. We're getting uh, – so you said we're going to get like the all-you-can-eat. No, like, no, we're not. Back. We're not. It's sold out. I tried uh, to get it. Gotcha. I tried so to – re- Some regular blocks. Yeah, we're just going to get – oh, yeah. Like I don't know how many people we have yet. I'm still still working on it. If it makes sense, we'll get a block of tickets. If not, everyone can just get whatever they want. Like you like to here's the problem between us. You like to know where yeah. you're sitting. You'd like to know where you're sitting right now so you can visualize the game in July. Yes, exactly. exactly. Whereas I'm just like, I don't know, I'm going to be hammered drunk. I'm going to be standing out in right field probably. I think I've gotten a little bit better since I've met you. A little a little bit. Not not a lot better, but I, I think you've I've got, learned a little bit of, of restraint. A little bit of restraint because it's like, yeah, like I'm still at this point. I'm still like, I've reached out to people like, can we get the governor's suite again? Like, is he going to be there? Last year it was Preakness, so he wasn't using his suite. That's why we got it. And Look I at, doubt he's going to 81. I mean, he probably goes to what? No, he's not. 10, 15 games max? Yeah, but we're not trying to see the fucking Blue Jays there or the Royals. We're right. going for Saturday the, night the Saturday game. night Yankee game. Right. That's like so the number one. So if he were to go, it's more likely, but he's busy fighting Donald Trump right now. Look at me. I'm reaching across party lines and sitting in a Republican governor's suite. Oh, Hogan's a Republican. I didn't even know that. Hogan's yeah, yeah. a Republican? Gotcha. Yeah, I do remember it was it was Preakness Day when we went last. You got me in there at like 7.04. It was, it was like, I remember you, call, you called me during the anthem, I, I think. Yeah, well, because you were like, I got to get tickets. I got to get yeah. tickets. And I was like, all right. And you bought your tickets. And then as it came, I didn't even say anything to you. You were like, do you get tickets? And I was like, yeah, I'm sitting in the governor's suite. And, you know, but like you already have tickets. So I can't tell him like, oh, I need more tickets for my buddy who's already got tickets. So like, I'll see if I can get you in after the fact and just made it happen like that. Yeah, but yeah, out, yeah, by the time we got there, also, I was fucking I was wrecked. And I was like, if I don't do this right now, I'm going to forget Nick exists. <laughs> we yeah, we were we were bombed at that game. And they, they had a cool. And I remember in the suite you could order like you only you could only order in bulk. Like I remember ordering a six pack of yeah. beer like you couldn't just get one beer. So we were like rotating. Yeah, if you want to get because like it didn't come catered because the governor wasn't there. But like, yeah, you could either go out in the hallway and buy a beer or if you're going to do it through a person, they're not going to bring you one beer. You got to order six. Yeah, that was the perfect view, too. It's kind of it was kind of like the Delta view where you're you're a little bit up right behind right behind home plate. But yeah, I mean, dude, I'm going to we're going to a fucking Marlins Giants game, you know, for the last day of the honeymoon and i bought the tickets today because i wanted to i wanted to visualize it i'm sure i could have walked up right to the window they get like ten thousand fans a game but yeah i like i like doing it in advance i've heard some actually good things about marlins park i'm kind of it's like a new stadium it should be yeah like everything except for on the field you know have but you like in there no okay. no i fucking hate florida like there's very like going to miami oh too much no appeal for you no yeah. no appeal because like Listen, I get it. If you enjoy, uh, like, if you really love Cuban food or you love partying and nightclubs, which I'm just too old for, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, then I get it, like, wanting to go. But, like, here's the thing. I'm old and I'm, like, not a hot guy. Like, Miami's, like, for hot people. And I'm not a hot guy. Like, I'm a doughy 37-year-old father of two <laughs> with, like, a gray beard. Like I don't want Miami, and Miami does not want me. Well said. No, we're trying to knock off stadiums, though. We're seeing that, and I think we're going to see City Field when uh, 
when the Yanks play there. I think it's like end of July. It's like a Tuesday night, but we're just gonna yeah. just gonna try and rock it, trying to knock them all out. City Field's all right. Yeah, you gotta do it before you have kids, because otherwise you're right. not going anywhere. Otherwise, you'll yeah. have a gray beard and you can't go to Miami anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no it's just like Miami's not. A play, like Tampa, I've just gone a lot of times because my parents live there and like mm-hmm. we vac- we used to vacation there before we lived there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but like big cities. No, I'm not really. I like Chicago. Chicago but, might be my favorite city in the country. I yeah. think either that or San Diego. I'm trying to think like I don't really have when the Yankees played in L.A. a couple years ago, I thought about going, but like I'm not dying to get to Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I'm also not like in LA. I just feel like I just this is not Yeah, nice. I don't want to go. I don't want to deal with like downtown. I like Santa Monica. I like going to Santa Monica Pier. I like going to Blue Plate Tacos. Um, you know, those are the things I enjoy doing. Uh, I'm more likely to go to Anaheim than Dodger Stadium. Okay. Yeah. I can is, see that. Yeah, it's just like I'm not a hustle and bustle. I need to be out there nighttime guy. People rave about about Safeco or whatever they call it, T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Jamie's one of her bridesmaids lives out there. I'd like to. I'd like to get. I mean, that's a tough trip. But I go. Like yeah, it's that. it's like too far for me. Like yeah. I'd have to have to be out there for work. Okay. You know, or like like I've only gone the Giants, uh, whatever PNC, whatever the fuck they call yeah, it. Yeah, I can't PNC. even keep up with the names. Yeah. AT and T, Oracle, whatever it is, Park. Um, because I was out there, I was interviewing for my job and I literally was going to my hotel to get my bags and they're like, your flight's delayed five hours. And I was like, looks like I'm going to a baseball game. It was <laughs> like, yeah, it's perfect timing. Yeah. It was, I interviewed, I met a guy for dinner. I was supposed to have like, uh, I don't know, nine o'clock flight. And they're like, it's going to be 1am. And so it was like 10 minutes to seven, 20 minutes oh, to yeah. seven. And I was literally walking. And it was like, oh, my hotel's three blocks this way, stadium's three blocks that way, flight's delayed. I'm going to go. Yeah, that, sh- that shakes out well. Was that – didn't you run it like see A-Rod getting out of his car or something in San Francisco? Or am I thinking another story you told me? I'm not was there for Sunday Night so. Baseball? Okay. Yeah, I was thinking of someone else. Yeah, but I – um, yeah, get in, get in the stadiums gets few and four between. I, between. I got the Bronx. I got Baltimore. I got Boston. If the Yankees played in City Field on like a Saturday, I'd go. But on a Tuesday, I've been there. You know, I've been there enough times. I want to get out to San Diego. Yes, yes, that's it. I've only seen like I've seen that stadium like drinking at a bar outside of it, but I've never watched a game. At yeah, the I'd go there. I was supposed to go there before. I'd go to. I'd go to Kansas City. Like that's a weird one, but like yeah. I go because I'm also I like to eat, so it's like it's a good food town. People say that's like a sneakily underrated uh, place to go, baseball town. Yeah, it's just like living like Philly as the airport. You're kind of limited, and so you know there's not a lot of Philly to Kansas City flights for under seven hundred dollars. Right. Even like there's not many good road trip options this year, but they are in St. Louis on a weekend. And I kind of thought about it. And the flights were like, you can't fly there direct from either Philly or Newark, which are about equidistant for me. Yeah. But, I yeah. thought about, I thought about that too. Um, yeah. It's just, I, I do look at the beginning of every season to see like what are the road trip things. My wife and I used to go. They haven't been, you know, obviously COVID the past couple of years, kids. But, like, I'll still do it when the schedule comes out later this year and be like, I don't know, babe, maybe we go to whatever. And she'll be like, oh, I think the girls will love that. I'm like, yeah, no, I meant them too. Yeah, I definitely was talking about them coming. (laughs) The problem is is the National League has the better cities. Like, National League has San Diego, Denver, San Francisco. Like, the American League has Detroit and fucking Minnesota and Cleveland. Like, we don't have as many We're going to start playing everyone every year. So, you know, the Yankees will be in Philly every other year which is great. Um, my sister lives in Denver. So like if they catch a weekend, like that's an excuse to go out there. I got a place to stay. I feel like you're going to call bullshit on this, but between our experience in Philly last year and where I live now, where I'm just like an hour and change from our stadium, the appeal of going to Philly is just not as, I mean, it was horrible. It was horrible last year. It was like the worst weekend of the year for me, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. I do call bullshit on that. <laughs> like, there is no way that you live f- 45 minutes from the stadium. Like, a straight shot on 95. Yeah. A straight shot, like 45 minutes, and you're not going to go when they're here. If it's a weekend, 
I mean, if it's a right, Tuesday right. and you have anything else that comes up, maybe not. But if you are, if next year the Yankees are playing a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Philly and you and Jamie do not have children, Jamie isn't aggressively pregnant. Like if she's even like first two trimesters, you are at at least two of those games. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's just something I've been trying to tell myself the past couple of days, but it probably won't come true. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lot. But yeah, I'm excited for that because it does open up the like the possibilities of like places where you can go. Because yeah, I mean, like even like I'd like to go to Milwaukee. Yes, and they're there this year on a weekend. That's one of the few yeah. good options weekend options. Yeah, it just it doesn't work out for me because of my life, but like I've been to Milwaukee one time. It was in December. I was there for two nights in like 2011, right? I I'm on like my second business trip ever where they're like, get on a plane. I am shadowing a consultant thing that we're doing for Harley Davidson. Okay. Show up in Milwaukee, downtown Milwaukee. We just pick any place to go eat, like a bar restaurant thing. We sit down and they bring over a plate of like sausage, kielbasa. They put it down and we go, oh, sorry, we didn't order that. And they go, yeah, no, you just get that. That's just like chips in Milwaukee. Just like wow. here's a bunch of sausage. And I was Sick. like, I fucking like this place. And then I showed up in a suit to the Harley Davidson thing and they were like, I got pulled aside. And they're like, what are you doing? You can't wear that. We're all in t-shirts. We're Harley. I was just like, all right. No, I've heard that's a I've heard that's a fun city too. One quick uh, Yankee thing I want to get back to. So Severino pitches tonight. I think he's got the low. He's got the worst ERA of, of all the starters, which is fine. Do you think he's going to get back to 2017, 2018 Sevy this year, or do you no. think he's going to be like a four four ERA, you know, three four starter type guy? I think he's going to be a three four starter type guy. I think he's going to have some flashes of greatness. And some flashes of bring this guy behind the fucking stadium and put a bullet in him as the season goes on. Um, and the hope is that when it gets to the playoffs, we're looking for him to start games and we're up two nothing, you know, two one in the series. Yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I want to give him time and be patient, but at the same time, it's been over two years since the surgery like like at what point can we just say all right forget about the surgery it's been it's been x amount of yeah like it's now it's just like you are what you are and if he's not there i'm not saying he can never get there again i'm not saying he's not he could get there this year i'm just not gonna put like too much faith in it and build my hopes up i'm very much just trying to like not build my hopes up about this team although it's like we're obviously winning the world series Uh it's so clear we're winning the world series and I'm just like excited that my wife is not pregnant and like I'm headed into the fall playoffs without a baby coming for the first right, time. Right, right. For the first and you, time. And your, your due dates too were like right during uh, November October 10th and November. 10th. It was like November 10th. She was born on the 14th and 19th. So for the playoffs. So I do a thing when my wife's having a baby where a month out from her due date, I stop drinking and smoking. Because at that point, something happens. I need to be able to hop in a car and go. Also, you know, a little sympathy. So I was going to all those games in 19, like not having a sip of alcohol or anything, just like dead sober. But driving back and forth. Like I, I was had doing to, it with you. I remember. I had you were to my do, DD. <laughs> yeah, I had to do a lunch. Like I went with you. I picked up a rental car. We drove up to the stadium, came back. I had to go to Newark to or New Brunswick to have a lunch the next day. That's why I had the rental car come back. And then I got in the car with my wife and drove up to game five. And the first weekend when we played the twins, we I think we drove up together Friday. I think we sat sat in different places. Like I think I went with my dad and you went with Neil or something. And then we all had the event yeah. the next day in right yeah. field. So yeah, no, yeah. I guess it, you you didn't drink at the uh, event either? Um, no, so that was, no, no, no. So that was the last time I could drink. Okay, Cause that I was, was say, you had to have drink. Cause it was like October 7th or 8th. Like, yeah. And so it was outside the, the one month. Oh, gotcha. It was okay, the, it yeah. was the Saturday was my last hurrah. 
Emily was a trooper that day, man. She's a trooper all the time. She's yeah. a bad bitch. Nice ass. Um, <laughs> I, there was a tweet. Kyle Long tweeted, what's a part of your state that you think is highly underappreciated for its natural beauty? And I want to quote tweet it and say, my wife's ass. <laughs> I've literally been staring at it on my screen this whole podcast. Like, should I fucking call out that butt? Well, now we'll see if she listens to the show. We'll see yeah, how far she out. Yeah, she's like, she admits she listens to every episode, but she's like, I tune out because she'll ask me a question. I'm like, I talked about this for 15 minutes with Nick. What do you, you don't know about spin rate? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I tuned out there. So every episode's a lot. Yeah. One thing that we haven't talked about, I guess it's like happening kind of now. I know you don't really, you know, love diving into these things, but like Nestor got busted with some old tweets. Yes. Yes. You saw that. People are. So one. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to type in a person's handle and then the N-word and just, like, see if it comes up. Because I see Gary Sheffield Jr. or whatever the fuck his name is. Gary Sheffield's kid. Do they have the same name, that jerk off? Yeah, That's yeah, his yeah. thing. <laughs> fucking guy has done nothing in life. A fucking rollerblade into an age tree. Um, he was like, can you believe these people went and fucking dug this up? And it's like, it takes two seconds, dummy. Like, it's not that hard to do. But – I guess, like, my thing is, like, I, one, I don't get to decide who says that word or not. He said it. It was always with an A. Some of it were lyrics. Some of it were just, like, talking about his boys. None of it was derogatory towards anyone. But, like, he's Cuban. He was born in Cuba. I hear, I grew up in the Bronx, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans. They say it all the time that way. And I just think it's a lot of white people deciding who could say what. Like, if CeCe Sabathia comes out and goes, like, he can't fucking say that, there we go. That's it. I think, like, it's like CeCe, Willie Randolph, not Reggie anymore because fuck Reggie Jackson. Yeah, fuck him. But, like, I don't know, like, some other, like, black former Yankee. Like, they could be, like, the tribunal who decide, like, if this is okay or not. But let's not throw Nestor off his thing. I always thought the unwritten rule was the, exactly any – basically that any kind of minority could say it. That's always kind of what I thought. Yeah. I don't think it's – anything's going to happen with it because like even, like Nestor talked to a reporter and was just like, yeah, like I was in high school and I was tweeting things and like I just you know need to continue to be better. And like now let's just keep it moving. He Dude, who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah like. Now, if he was saying – if it was Garrett Cole with an ER, it's a different situation. A hundred percent. And yeah. people were people were comparing his tweets. Like he had a tweet that said, How's my dick taste, LMAO or something? And people were comparing that to the Josh Hader who was dropping hard R's and was serious about it on the Brewers. Like yeah. these these are not the same guys. Like stop reaching. This is closer to a Mitch Trubisky, I love kissing titties than 100%. a Josh Hader. Oh my god, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I don't think figured, anybody gives a shit. I just figured, you know, with based on all the things I've talked about on this show, I can't not weigh in on Who's allowed to say that word? (laughs) And he's in the spotlight now. He probably never thought that like this would like that people would be paying attention to him. And now he's now he's the toast of the town. So it's coming up. I'm sending the tweet. My wife's ass. Nice. Let's see. Let's see how that goes. (laughs) You know, I'm getting a little frisky over here on Monday. You're you're feeling loose. You're feeling loose, man. Who knows? Maybe it turns her on a lot. Imagine she was like, I saw that. I'm so hot for you right now. I'm probably just going to get yelled at. That's probably – it's like what you see in the videos versus what actually happens is, is like the, this exact yeah. scenario. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, wild show today. Yeah, you know, listen, when the team's playing good, like what do you want me to break down? Fucking Cole's spin rate? No, it's good. It's a good spin rate. He's playing well. As Nick has always said, like he's he got to be a 1-1 guy without spider attack. Did it take him a little bit to figure it out? Without spider attack, yes. Is he maybe using something still? Sure. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, as long as, like, he's not, you know, you're not hitting people. People aren't getting hurt. Listen, Hicks still isn't playing great, but, like, you know, he walked with the bases loaded. Hey, if you're going to get out, at least strike out instead of a double play. You know? There's There's nothing to complain about. There's nothing to complain about right now. I mean, we can nitpick, but there really isn't. Like, people like, I want Chapman off this team. Like, listen, Chapman's not a big moment pitcher. Like, he blew Game 7 of the World Series for the Chicago Cubs. That's all you need to know. 
we all have this smirk just etched in our minds for forever. And that's just the way it is. Like, he's not a big moment guy. We know that. But he's very good. And, like, may, I don't know, maybe we make a move to Loisica later in the year when Britain comes back. I think they're going to do – like, Boone hinted at this. This basically closer by committee. Holmes closed yesterday. Loisica has done it a couple of times. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, because it it's time – because guess what? I don't care about fucking anybody's feelings. I don't care about Glaber's feelings. So I'm sure shit not going to care about Araldus Chapman, who's, you know, in his mid to late 30s. I don't know how old he is. He's younger than me. Um, every once in a while, I remember, like, if the Yankees called me up and be like, we want to sign you to the team right now, I'd be the oldest player. Yeah, he's like 33, 34, I think. Yeah, but, like, he's not going to get another, like, huge deal. No, this is it. So this is it. So let's get, you know, hey, close some games. If he figures it out by the time the playoffs come, he's the guy. If not, next man up. He'd be a great seventh inning guy. Amen. You want to win a World Series with the Yankees or not? Huh? This is when you fucking throw the ball. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be fun. I mean, you, this week, King should be rested. Peralta's rested. They're all They're all rested bullpen. Bullpen's ready to go. Those blowouts helped over the weekend, and especially Nestor, giving them some length yesterday, was just Nestor and Holmes, so they should be locked and loaded. Three minimum. Yeah, I'd love to see four, three I'll take. We need, like, Tuesday or Wednesday. We need to score, like, 10, 12 runs again. Like, really put some length. In the middle of this series, in the middle of this week, we need another blowout so that the the pitching can kind of reset. Yeah, Cole pitches Wednesday. It would be nice if they just score six runs in the first, and that, and then Cole just shuts him down, and you don't even have to mentally invest into the game. That'd be, and especially since that's before the day game. I think Thursday is like a noon or twelve thirty five. Dude, what is up with all these twelve thirty five starts? I don't know. It's like weird getaway day stuff. Um, they didn't have any like while while I was on paternity leave that I could go to. Like I would have definitely gone. Uh, but yeah, like the, the starts are all over the place. Like, I feel like I'm in a good rhythm of like, I can just turn on MLB TV and there's the game. Like, so that's nice. <laughs> Instead of like, I need Hulu with a Paramount uh, Plus. Prime. Uh, well, Prime, we don't have to do anything because we're out of market. Yeah. But like, it does imp- So like, I was, I went, we went to happy hour at a bar in Princeton, which is like, you know, 20 minutes away on, on Friday and we were sitting there. I was like, Oh, you know, we'll stay here for the game. And then I realized the bar didn't have prime video cause they were in market going home. So that's the only time it really impacts you. The Apple and the prime is if you like want to watch the game at a bar. Yeah, that makes sense. Luckily uh, I've got two beautiful little girls, so I don't go anywhere. You, you don't go to bars. The only thing we, they got to fix is fucking one o'clock. I hate the one o'clock Saturday home games. It's the same thing you said. Like, Oh, I really want to go to that Cubs game because we never get, Saturday night games like they, if they could just make the, the Saturday standard four o'clock, everybody would be so much happier, man. Uh, listen, Saturday, June 11th, Cubs 715. First 5000 guests, 14 and younger are getting an, a Yankee arm sleeve. I'm going to come What? The, are your girls coming here? No, 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 no. The okay. wife and I, we've got – we're dumping the girls. We'll be up there by like 1 o'clock, probably a late boozy brunch. Mm-hmm. We've got some other people coming with us. Nice. You know, we're going to try to get – I think we're trying to get to Billy's like no later than 5 o'clock. Okay. My wife is really trying to – like this This is a statement game for her. Statement she's, game? Yeah, okay. she's trying to like – I don't know who she's trying to prove it to. Probably herself. But uh, that like she still got it. She could still because through all the like barstool years of like going to a shit ton of games, going to 40 games, like I'd go to 40 games. She'd get to 25. Like she fucking loves Billy's. She loves getting in the dance circles after the game. Just like fucking going nuts, listening to having them play pop that like (laughs) and fat Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what she said. She was like, just get me. It's it's really like her rehab assignment for Baltimore. She's just like, get me in Billy's with Pop that, and then we're good to go. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be great. That'll be that'll be a fun one. So yeah, I'll be at that game as well, and then I'm also gonna go the Friday night Astros game like two weeks later. 
So I got I got a lot to look forward. It's it's exactly like what you talk about. This is my favorite part of the season. You start visualizing the games you're going to go to, something to look forward to midweek. It's it's great, man. I can't I cannot wait to start going to games. Yeah, I'm excited for. Yeah, I'll probably hit June. I'll hit the July game in uh, Baltimore. I don't know when else. I might try to sneak up to Boston at some point. See, I don't really have any interest in like seeing Fenway, to be honest. Everybody's like, you got to do it. I, I just don't think I'd enjoy it. So, I mean, also, if I go to Fenway, I'm going with Carabas. I'm not paying for tickets. You're, oh, you're going to sit in a suite or something. Yeah, like you're just yeah, you're, okay, that's you're doing the Carabas thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't just fly up there and just be like, I just want to go buy tickets. No. Okay, yeah, I have no interest in, in doing that. Like, the idea of either driving or flying to a place where I'm going to hate everybody that's there you know pay two hundred dollars for some upper level seat and just get harassed at a shitty old stadium it's just it just doesn't do it for me when yankee stadium's right here so yeah yeah we we'll see maybe we'll, we'll try to do a little sneak up there we'll see well i think that's uh all we got for this week yeah we'll put my kids to bed you can follow nick on twitter at n kirby nyy follow me at jj from the bronx follow the show at george's box pod it's a good follow because you won't get any tweets so it won't clog up your timeline right um, and listen uh nick will be there next friday we'll both be there i think june 11th so we'll see you there or we'll see you at the parade Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.